0: Welcome to Murders with Mum. I'm Katie.
1: And I'm Mia. Or Mum.
0: <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about the Lynn Turner case. I'm going to apologise in advance. It's been a bit of a day for both of us. We've both had several technical difficulties, both with microphones and stuff and in the brain. So, <laughs> we'll see how <laughs> about
1: Lynn Turner? Um, I don't think so. I feel like
0: you'd have heard about the case but probably not like know it like from her name.
1: Okay keep going and I'll let you know. So
0: Lynn Turner was nicknamed the antifreeze killer and the black widow. Um, mm. She was born in, on the 13th of July in 1968 and she was born Julia Lynn Womack. And she was actually given up for adoption by her birth mother when she was baby. And she was adopted by the Womacks. So they weren't her birth family, but they were her family. Okay. But all was not good with her new family because when she was five, her parents got divorced. And her mum, Helen, got custody of her. And then... Helen remarried quite shortly after her divorce to a guy called D.L. Gregory. And Lynn didn't get on very well with him. She had a very sort of difficult relationship with him and then with her mum. And it actually led to her, as a teenager, being admitted to a clinic in Atlanta for substance abuse. Well, so quite early on we're going down quite a dark path. I mean, substance abuse is, like, no-one's fault, but, like, with everything that's gone on her early life, she just didn't really get much of a break. So, in the 1990s, she worked as a 911 dispatcher in Georgia for Cobb County. Okay. She'd actually attempted to be a police officer, but she was turned away for not passing the psychological exam.
1: Yeah,
0: So that sets off a little bit of red flags just with how she was doing mentally and I feel like if you're trying to be a police officer but you don't have the right mental like attitude and like the proper mental health to cope with the job then that's a bit.
1: Yes because it's a tough job.
0: Yeah. So she met a police officer who was called maurice glenn turner in 1991 and they started dating and they got married in 1992. Quick. so quite quick like from dating mm. to marriage not that anyone's judging but just quite quick one again not all was well with this marriage because Lynn left her job shortly after they got married, and it actually meant that Glenn had to take up work at a gas station, as well as his other job, to be able to provide for them, because she was spending all the money and living a lifestyle that she wanted, that they couldn't afford. And, I'm obviously not married, but I'm guessing that money can put one hell of a strain on a marriage.
1: Well, if you're spending a lot more than you're earning and yeah and then if it's down to just one person to um try and cover all that spending it's definitely gonna put pressure on
0: yeah because it would be very intense for him wouldn't it Mm. especially if she's trying to like live outside of their means and
1: yeah so she's living a life that she doesn't really have
0: she's just doing nothing yeah i i I mean i wouldn't be happy if was him so this Started causing more and more problems in their marriage, and Lynn wanted to, as I said, live above her means, and she wanted to have more money than she had. So she was going out spending money, not really caring that she didn't really have the money to spend.
1: I'm just so very relying frivolous. on him to. Frivolous? Frivolous, is it the
0: word? Is that the word? think so when you just like spend money on stuff Mm. that you don't need just because you can but she couldn't she just thought she could and their marriage got so bad that they actually started sleeping in separate bedrooms so i've i know people who are in relationships who do sleep in separate bedrooms like my grandparents did just because they liked their own space didn't they yeah
1: they just wanted their own beds
0: which I can understand, to be fair. Mm. But um, this was not that. He just didn't really want to be anywhere near her. And he'd started planning to divorce her. So while this is all going on and he's feeling very, Glenn's feeling very like depressed about the state his marriage is in and feeling like he wants to leave it, Lynne's having a grand old time and she's actually having an affair okay so she's having an affair with Randy Thompson who was a firefighter in Forsyth County and was from Warner Robins in Georgia so again public service jobs which I think wouldn't be strange because I guess those sort of people that run in the same circles but the fact that she was denied a position on the police.
1: Do you think she went Yeah, she went for that sort of person because it's what she couldn't have for herself
0: there? I think maybe, like it wouldn't surprise me if that was her thinking. People are all weird. So by nineteen ninety five, so they'd been married for three years. Glenn had started planning their divorce and he wanted to move out. And just like be done with it. So he wasn't really going to fight her on much. He just wanted to get out of the relationship and start fresh. But he never got the chance. Oh. So on the 2nd of March in 1995, Glenn went to the hospital and he had flu-like symptoms. And they treated him and then he returned home. So fine. Just a flu. The next day on the 3rd of March, Lynn comes home and finds Glenn dead. Okay, he just had a flu yesterday, but it's very quick for something Mm. to happen. So his death was determined to be from natural causes and they said that it was due to him having an irregular heartbeat. Right. I guess that could maybe cause the symptoms he was feeling and they just sort of... I think it was looked into, but it once they sort of did the autopsy and decided like, in fact, I don't even think they did a proper autopsy. They just said like, oh, he had an irregular heartbeat. Yeah. That's why he passed away. In fact, they didn't do an autopsy. Um, can you guess who the beneficiary of his life insurance was? His wife. Maybe. His wife. So she was actually the beneficiary of his life insurance i think will and pension and overall she collected one hundred and fifty three thousand dollars. okay again we're just gonna go with it so you'd think she'd be very upset you know her husband's died it's this shock thing like they weren't getting them on very well at the time but like it's a tragic thing that's happened. Yeah. Lynn moved Randy into the house almost straight away. Right. Okay. They're together, having a grand old time. They bought a house together, and then they had two kids, a son and a daughter. Still quite quick after Glenn passed away. Yeah. Again, people grieve differently, so. That could just be what's happening. Mm. But then, in 2000, Lynn and Randy were having issues with their relationship.
1: Okay, many related. Exactly.
0: And she was spending too much again and just, you know, trying to live life like she just had all this stuff and she didn't. And Brandy actually moved out. So they weren't married, they were just together. So he literally just thought, do you know what, I'm gone. So he moved out of the house that they bought and they were living separately. On the 21st of January, Brandy goes to the hospital with flu symptoms, including constant vomiting and a stomach ache. So he was treated and he went home. Lynn came over and looked after him and made him some jello, which is jelly over here. Yeah. You know, loving, loving ex-partner, like, we broke up, but I'm still going to look after him because he's poorly. That's what you'd think, right? The next day, Randy was found dead in his apartment. He was 32. He died of an irregular heartbeat.
1: Okay, strong coincidence
0: coming on there. I was going to say, did that sound familiar to you?
1: <laughs> Very familiar.
0: So, Lynn went to go collect his life insurance, which was supposed to be $200,000. But something happened and the policy actually collapsed. So, she ended up only collecting 36000
1: Okay, still a nice sim.
0: I was going to say, it's still quite a lot of money, but she wasn't very happy with it. Well, it wasn't worth it. Mm. So the police were already quite suspicious of Glenn's death, as I mentioned earlier. And they were a bit like, hang on, Lynn's other partner has now died of the exact same thing.
1: Yeah, something's a bit fishy.
0: And they weren't the only ones that had started picking up on it. So Glenn's mum had already um, suspected her. And, well, not necessarily her, but just suspected that something sinister had happened from the moment he died. Because he was in quite good health. Both of them were. Like, they're in jobs that require quite a high level of fitness. I
1: was going to say, with the job he has, he would have to be, wouldn't he?
0: Yeah. And she was reading a paper one day and Randy's obituary was in there. And she read it and she thought, oh, that's weird. They've died the same way. And then a relative told her that he also had a connection to Lynn. So she was like, yeah, something's like she's done something to these men. So, during an autopsy, a blood test showed that Randy had ethylene glycol-based antifreeze in his system.
1: Right.
0: I'm going to apologise now if I said any of those words wrong. (laughs) So, antifreeze isn't something that you'd usually expect to find in someone's body. No. So, that started to get more suspicious. Then, Glenn's body was exhumed. And they found the exact same type of antifreeze in his kidneys. So they must not have done an autopsy before because when they did when after he was exhumed, they found it in his kidneys. Mm. So they were no longer classified as natural causes. During the investigation, the police found out that Lynn had actually gone into an animal shelter. And this is absolutely ridiculous. She'd asked about the best way to put down a stray animal. Really? So, A, completely heartless, even if we're just talking about an yeah.
1: animal. Yeah,
0: yeah. B, if you're talking about an animal, why wouldn't you bring them into the shelter and be like... Yeah. ...this guy's really injured. Yeah. Like, I think he needs to be put down.
1: Yeah, you would take it somewhere that knew what they were doing. You wouldn't just want to ask yeah. how to do it yourself.
0: So, not only that, but she asked what was the best poison to use. And did they tell yeah, her? there's actually been a few cases of dogs and cats ingesting antifreeze. Yeah. And, of course, it has really bad effects on them. Yeah. And a lot of the time, they die. So police start to think maybe this is where they got there, mm. or where she got her method from.
1: So did the people at the shelter tell her the answers that she wanted, or did they not tell her? she found them somewhere else
0: um i don't i read somewhere that they just said like oh if you bring it in yeah because you'll we'll she... take care of yeah, it and then i also read somewhere that they said like she was insistent and they said like or <coughs> oh, something with like this in it would do it but you like a professional should handle it so i've read two different things okay but I think if you're in that position and somebody says, hey, what's the best poison to use to kill a stray animal, you'd be like, bring that animal in. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Like,
0: I'm not going to tell you how to kill that animal.
1: So, I, But I guess she probably could have looked on the internet. And yeah. With, uh, well, what was the years? Depends, I mean, it feels like the internet's um, always been here, but obviously. I know. <laughs>
0: in 1995 and randy was killed in 2001
1: okay so So probably yeah yeah so maybe with randy then i guess but
0: but also if somebody had ingested it before and it could have been like in the paper yeah or like i'm sure there was like hospital journals about it that you can like you could go to the library and look up and like there's many ways that she could find out. Um so she did that and then in the crime scene photos that they took from when Glenn died, they discovered they actually included the exact antifreeze that Lynn had used. So I'm gonna tell you a little bit about what antifreeze does to the body.
1: Well you sure you should be sharing this. There might be crazy people listening. Well,
0: we're going to take that chance.
1: (laughs) Well, right now there is the internet.
0: (laughs) Yeah, if they're going to listen to a podcast to find out a way to murder someone, they've already checked Google. (laughs) Mm. So the effects of ingesting antifreeze can happen gradually over several hours. And as the body absorbs it, it can convert the chemicals into toxic substances, including formal- uh, bleh, bleh, bleh,
1: formaldehyde.
0: formaldehyde, acetone, glycolic acid, glyoxalic acid, again, I'm sorry if I said that wrong, and glycol, glycolahide. Well done. I did not go to medical school. <laughs> or pay attention in science. I apologize if that's wrong. Um... So the earliest you can show symptoms is between 30 minutes to 12 hours after ingesting. And the severest symptoms start from around 12 hours after. So these men were showing symptoms before it became life-threatening. Yeah. The early symptoms include headache, fatigue, lack of coordination, grogginess, slurred speech, nausea, and vomiting. Does that sound familiar?
1: It's like having a couple of glasses of wine. <laughs> <laughs> I meant with
0: the fact that both men went in with those symptoms, but yeah. <laughs> so it could present as something like the flu. Mm. So it's understandable why the hospital Well, be like yeah.
1: the flu. I suppose if they've, if they've seen like hundreds and hundreds of people with those symptoms that just, you know, is the flu, then... Mm-hmm. They're not automatically going to think, oh, they've been poisoned with antifreeze, are they?
0: And because um, Randy passed away in January and Glenn passed away in March, we're like, you're still kind of in flu season. Yeah. Yeah. So it is understandable. So as the chemicals break down, your body after a few hours can just start to deteriorate. So it can interfere with the function of your kidneys, lungs, brain and nervous system. So all the things that you wanna keep intact.
1: Well yes, you would
0: Yeah. It's not like whether you can live without your pelvis.
1: No, but you do need your pelvis.
0: Um
1: A little bit sidetrack
0: there. I know <laughs> Yes, that was a question that I asked once, but still. Um, Organ damage can happen between 24 to 72 hours after ingestion. And the symptoms at this stage can develop into rapid breathing, inability to pass urine, a rapid heartbeat and convulsions with the possibility of falling into a coma. Mm. So it starts to get real bad real quick. Like, 24 and 72 hours is not actually that long.
1: No. But I think it's long enough for like for her to give it however she did. So say, and yeah. then say, like, well, I wasn't even with him yesterday or the day before, you know.
0: Yeah, and it was repeatedly administered, they found out. Oh, right. Um, I'm going to talk about how she fed it to one of the victims that they know for sure that's how she fed it to them and they think she did it to the other one. But um, it's quick enough that it's like you're basically screwed if you don't get medical help. But it's also long enough that like you present for long enough with the flu for people not to take it seriously mm. and for people to like think it's something else. it's it's like it's terrifying Mm. because that's a really like the fact that it's such a long time in one aspect and such a short time in another Mm. it's just really I don't know why but that freaks me out do you know what I Mm. mean it's like no matter what you like don't really win
1: well because if you think you've got the flu for like two days you don't then expect then to just get really violently ill all of a sudden yeah so it's like it's not expected it just comes on after mm-hmm. you're thinking oh, I've just got the flu I mean the flu can be really bad I wouldn't you know I'm not taking anything away from that but if you think oh, I've got the flu you know I just need a few days to rest and then all of a sudden you just get really ill and then it Obviously, it works really quickly then.
0: Yeah. It's, it's intense. Mm. So, just a disclaimer, do not drink antifreeze. No, you are crazy if you do. Like, definitely don't. But if you or someone else accidentally ingests it, no matter how small the amount is, the sooner you get help, the better your outcome will be. So... If you get any symptoms, you need to call the emergency number for your country straight away. Yeah. So, like, here we'd call 999, and you have to say that you've accidentally ingested antifreeze. Otherwise, they will not know what's wrong with you, and you will be misdiagnosed. Yeah. And, as we said earlier, it's easy to do, but it can kill you.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're not going to do a test for antifreeze, are they, like, on everybody that goes in?
0: No, exactly. <clears throat> and severe antifreeze poisoning will be fatal within twenty four to thirty six hours. Yeah. So it is a quick one. So that is what these poor men were going through. Just Not very nice at all. No. and like it it was almost more of a torture. Yeah. kind of way to kill them because they knew something wasn't right and like by the point where you start getting the more severe symptoms you can't tell anyone about it because your body starts to shut down yeah and the only person that's around you is the person that is slowly yeah like doing this to you and
1: they're not obviously they're obviously not going to help are they because they're the ones that have done it
0: mm. and like the mother of your like this was the mother of randy's children yeah he thought he could trust her and she's just like Yeah, it's just such a betrayal. But there is some light, well, kind of light at the end of the tunnel. So 10 months after Randy's death, Lynn was arrested for Glenn's murder. She was tried for it in 2004 and she was found guilty. Which is good because I don't know how she could not be found guilty. And then in 2007, she went on trial for the murder of Randy and she was also convicted for that. It was stated that she poisoned both men by spiking their food with antifreeze, as she found out that it had no smell, and a sweet taste. Again,
1: so she did, did like did her research then.
0: Yeah, it, and like to put it in food and then feed it to somebody that you're supposed to love is just like mad to me. Yeah. Can you guess what she was putting it in that I mentioned earlier? The jelly. It was in the jelly. So she was feeding him lime jelly or lime jello, depending on your persuasion. And she said that she was feeding it to him because he was poorly and it was the only thing he could eat. She, she was like, this was murder by jelly. Mad. Just insane. But like to think, do you know what? i'm gonna actually put this in jelly because like the color of the lime jelly will like hide the color of the antifreeze and like it tastes sweet but jelly is sweet
1: yeah so like i said she obviously yeah really researched that
0: it just is like (laughs) mad and jelly is the like like you would be more suspect of other foods that like you think People would be able to like hide stuff in like i wouldn't even think about somebody putting something in jelly no her motive was to collect the insurance money so she could live the lifestyle that she wanted and she didn't want to work which lynn none of us want to work
1: (laughs) oh exactly but you know
0: (laughs) even if people like their jobs nobody wants to work
1: it's just one
0: of those things it, like, have... <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> Everyone wishes they could have like unlimited money to just do whatever they wanted. Life doesn't work out like that for the majority of us. No. If she wanted to do that, she should have just married an old guy. Like, you know, the stereotypical like yeah. a young girl marries an old guy to get his money. And then it's like no harm done. Like you didn't have to murder someone for it. No.
1: It's...
0: Lynn faced the death penalty for the crimes, but she ended up being sentenced to life without the possibility of parole.
1: Well that's good.
0: <laughs> What's your stance on the death penalty?
1: Well hmm. it's a really tricky one, isn't it? Cause... Yeah,
0: because like I find that I'm in a really grey area with it. Yeah. Sometimes I think like, yeah, that guy definitely should have like got it for what he did. Yeah. But then sometimes it's a bit like
1: yeah, so also you're 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 taking a life from someone but but as well so say somebody goes in and they only serve a few years in prison and they get the death you know and then they get killed Well they didn't I know they pay the ultimate price but they didn't pay any price while they were alive, does that make sense?
0: Yeah. You know, I mean... It's actually funny that you'd say that. Oh. Because she served her sentences in Metro State Prison in Georgia. <clears throat> and on the 30th of August in 2010, so four years after she was found guilty for Glenn's murder and three years after she was found guilty for Randy's murder, she was found dead in her cell. And she was 42. Right. So I personally think she did, like, she didn't suffer at all.
1: So do we know how or why or somebody? Yeah. Tell?
0: So her death was ruled a suicide and it, it had been claimed that she either deliberately or accidentally overdosed on prescription blood pressure medication.
1: Oh, right, OK.
0: But it wouldn't surprise me if she'd done it deliberately because she didn't want to mm. like, live in prison. I can't imagine her like happily.
1: Well, I don't think anyone happily resides in prison, do they? But
0: um. Well, nobody. Like some people. Like for example, when Jeffrey Dahmer was in prison, he like quite enjoyed it because he got to like tell people what he did, and he would like make fun of the fact that he was in there for murder. Mm. And some people get like have like notoriety in prison.
1: Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I. You know, it's.
0: But I think she would have just been annoyed that A, she was caught, and B, she, like, was living without any of the luxury that she'd, in her mind, worked hard for. Yeah, but
1: the whole, you know, the, the biggest shame out of all this is that, so that's three people that have died, Um, when none of them needed to, you know.
0: Exactly. Like, she could have just divorced her. Kids.
1: Yeah. So she could have just divorced her first husband. She would have had at least half of what he earned anyway. Probably. I don't know. I've not been through divorce, so if I'm wrong, mm. I'm sorry. But she would have probably had quite a good payout. Um, but so that so there was no need just because she didn't want to earn her own money. She didn't want to get a job. She just wanted. She wanted everything but she didn't want to be to um to earn it. And then the other guy same thing really. Yeah, she wouldn't have got anything if they split up but then if he left she obviously had the house. But then she obviously didn't want to be paying bills and stuff because she didn't have anything of her own to pay them with I suppose.
0: like it just is such a weird concept to me that that's like where people's mind goes to because i would love to be like to afford to not work i mean i like my job and i like going into work but i would love to have the like the ability to be comfortable not working yeah you know what i mean but never have i thought like oh Noah should just be paying him for everything or like, oh, if he doesn't, then I'm just going to like kill him off. Yeah.
1: And the thing is like, it's nice to earn your own money. It's nice to, you know, to be able to do that. And, you know, if you, if you get something, you know that you worked hard for it. And I'm not saying like, you know, <clears throat> it's different. If you, you know, if for any reason you can't work or, you know, I'm not saying anything like that, but just expecting other people to do it is what I mean. So, like, if you can't work for any reason or if you're a stay-at-home mum, I mean, God, if you're a stay-at-home mum, you're busy anyway, you know. So you may not get a paycheck at the end of the, From experience. It, from experience. You may not get a paycheck at the end of the month or week, but you bloody earned it, you know, because it is hard work. But to just swan around and spend loads of money without even a thought about where it's coming from and how hard he's having to work. And he's having to work extra hard because she's not doing anything to contribute. She's just going out spending. Like, what do you, Okay, you get loads of stuff. But with all this stuff, there's only so much stuff you can have, isn't there? Mm, you know.
0: And my thing is like, <coughs> what does she do in the day? Besides like plotting to kill her husband, it's like you get like so bored.
1: Yeah, I mean, okay, going shopping. You never
0: went into work. Yeah,
1: going shopping is quite fun stuff. now and then. You know, it's a trip, it's a treat, it's a, a day out or whatever. But so when you got a treat every single day.
0: <clears throat> it's not a treat. It's not
1: a treat. It's just the same thing every single day. Yeah. And it loses
0: its like. And I think as well, like, I remember when I, like, first got, like, my job, which is, like, my first proper full time, like, this is a career kind of job. And I remember getting my first paycheck and I just remember thinking like oh my god this is my own money that I've done like all the work Mm. for and it was like a bit of a surreal moment because obviously I worked through uni and like I paid for a fair amount of my own stuff through uni but it's so much different when you're like putting in the work every day and then you get like that nice paycheck at the end of the month and you're like like, me and Noah obviously share funds for things like bills and, like, if one of us needs some cash, like, when it gets towards, like, payday, but you've not quite, like, made it to payday, if you know what I mean? But my money is my own to spend mm. and his money is his own to spend. And I can't imagine having to, like, because she probably had to ask him for the money as well. Like, at first, anyway. Yeah. And I can't imagine having to go to a and be like, oh, I'd like
1: to buy this. Like, can I... But then, I mean, she maybe she just, like, got help, you know, may, maybe she just talked him into putting her... having a joint bank account, and then you don't have to ask because you've both got have cards. To. She could have had a credit card that he was paying for, you know, so she wouldn't even have really had to ask... That and expensive. he probably didn't even have an, a clue how much he was spending.
0: Yeah. And then you get that different kind of, I know it's in the, at the end of the month, don't you? That's not quite as exciting as the paycheck.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, the credit card bills come and things. And uh, you know, like you said, he had to take out another, take another job to pay for it. Well, he, he's a police officer did say that I didn't you? police officer yeah and
0: that,
1: um, that's, that's a it's a hard job. job it's and you know it's not just your regular nine to five it's a hard job you know and the stress and everything that goes with it why would why should you have to take out another job on top just yeah to make, and
0: randy was a firefighter yeah so, so again like i've got a friend who's training to be a firefighter and it's like so intense yeah both even when you're training
1: exactly both very hard jobs very you know worthy jobs and total respect for them but then why at the end why would you have to take out another another paycheck to pay for someone else
0: yeah and i think I. Like, as well she like she caused all the problems that she claims that she or that is like claimed that she killed these guys for like it was her fault that they were having money issues it like she was having an affair in her first marriage like she caused
1: them but then you know if they were going to get divorced because their marriage wasn't working, well, these things happen, don't they, No, you know? They were going to get yeah. divorced. She obviously thought, well, the money is going to stop. Um, and, mm. you know, she wouldn't be able to go and just spend, spend, spend all the time.
0: Yeah, and just do what she wanted.
1: And I just don't understand people who have to pretend to be to have more than they have and you know
0: we're all this just... yeah this obsession with being like super rich and like i can do whatever i want because i've got the money too like i don't understand it because like you don't you don't really need all that money and like to throw it in people's faces is just like a sick thing to do and like to Again, as I said, I get the idea of, like, not wanting to work and just to, like, have money for, like, comments at stake. But yeah. doing what she was
1: doing is just... But many people who actually do have money work because yeah. they don't want to just do nothing. You know, they want something to look forward to, even if it's just um, volunteering and stuff. So a lot of people that do that throw it in your face and oh flash in the cash and all of that. They don't have what they say they have a lot of the time.
0: Mm.
1: You know, credit like cards are coat great. No knickers, mm. isn't it? <laughs> credit cards are great, aren't they? You know? Yeah, just yeah. put it on the card, put it on the card. But at the end of the day somebody's gotta pay for that card. Yeah. Is that the right
0: phrase? Fur coat, no knickers.
1: Fur coat, no knickers. I think so, yeah.
0: That's what Grandma says for, like, people who are, like, la-dee-da, but, but they, don't actually yeah, have
1: anything. But then, like, nobody's got the right to... I think we're going off kilter a bit here, but nobody's got the right to act like they are better than you if they have money anyway. Yeah. All people mm. at the end of the day. doesn't matter whether you've got more than me or I've got more than you. It's, like, the person that counts. So yeah. who was she trying to oppress with all this money was she trying to Maybe buy it, like, friends was she trying to you know make
0: people think she was better than she was or I think it was literally like she just was greedy and I don't like I don't even think she like wanted to show off or like if she did she just wanted people to know that she had money like just so that they could know that she had money yeah like I I don't even think she's deep enough to like be like oh if I'm rich enough that I'll have like more friends yeah but, like, she she just was, like, well, just psychotic, basically. Yeah. Because the way she killed them as well was just, like... Yeah. And, I mean, I'm... It's very personal, like, I'm going to slip something into your food. Yeah. And it, I don't know why, I keep going back to it, but the jelly just gets me, because jelly is clear... So you wouldn't know that, like, if you saw the, like, clear, obviously it's green, but they're, like, clear jelly. Yeah, because
1: you can see through it, so you wouldn't think there was anything in there, would you?
0: No, exactly, you'd have, like, no idea. And jelly is, like, something you eat as a child. Yeah,
1: and going round to his house with it to, to look after him, that's really sick.
0: Yeah, it, yeah. But the good thing is, she got convicted of it and she's basically suffered Yeah, I mean... Uh, herself. Exactly. I don't think she's, I don't think at all that she's made up for what she's done. No. And I hope she is resting in, um, well, just not resting. And Yeah. You know what I mean? I hope she's in that like, what's it called in Beetlejuice? Where they're in the like, in the netherworld. Oh yeah. Where she, like, and she's just one of those, like, public servants that, like, has to... Yeah. Just, like, deal with people all day. I know. (laughs) I hope she's one of those people. And
1: like I said, the tragedy is there's three lives gone.
0: Yeah. You know? And, like, it's two other lives ruined as well, because it, like... And the children, yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. And not only have they lost their parents, but they have to, they have to grow up knowing... Why
0: and how? Yeah.
1: You know, so.
0: Uh, like, it's similar to the Diane Downs case that we did last week. It's like knowing that your mum is capable of murder. Yeah. Must be such a, like, just like a harrowing feeling. It's,
1: you know, the, tra- the trauma that they must be going through, or, you know, and the, I hope they've had a lot of hell.
0: Yeah, and I hope they're out there just like living their best lives. I hope Grandy and Glenn are resting in peace. And yeah, they'll be
1: watching over them. In I whatever
0: paradise be. people believe in. <clears throat> and I, like, I hope the kids are thriving. I hope Glenn's poor mum, who knew that something was up before anyone else did, is thriving. Yeah. So that was the case of Lynn Turner. I don't yeah. really know what to say <laughs> no me either it's, it's one of those weird ones isn't it when you just yeah mm. so this was actually a listener pick this was picked by someone that i work with so i'm not going to say your name but i'm going to say thank you for the suggestion yep. um we're doing two other listeners picks um the one next week is going to be a one-parter and then the one the week after is going to be a two-parter. Okay. So it's going to be our first ever two-parter, which is exciting. Dun, dun, dun. And our listener requests are now open, so people can either DM us on Instagram or on Facebook, or if you go to the link in our Instagram bio to our website, we're also accepting requests via email. Um, we want to get our listeners as involved as possible, don't we? We do, we do. So we'd like to do as many of the picks as we can. We had quite a few suggestions, but we've only chosen three, um, because we've also got a, li- a list ourselves. What I know, I do, of things that we can cover, and some of them, I think, were just a bit too much to put Mum through this early on. <laughs> But we just want to say thank you to everyone for listening to our first episode and for all the positive reactions and suggestions that we've received because we really enjoy doing this and we're really glad that people are enjoying listening to it. And yeah, on that note, we're just going to say goodbye. Yeah, go up and have a glass of wine. So, yeah, Off for a glass of wine. <laughs> So this was (coughs) Mel with Mum, and I'm Katie. And I'm Mia. Or Mum. Or anything.
1: Yeah. Well, not anything, but within reason.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And just be kind, be nice, and don't eat the lime jello. Watch your jello. Yeah, watch your jello. (laughs) (laughs) Just eat the ones in the carton. Yeah, the ones that already come in the little light bulbs. Yeah. That kind of jello is good. If anyone else makes you jello, you say no thank you. I don't want your jello.
1: <laughs> I don't want your jello. So bye, everyone. Bye. bye.